Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Pucknologist, episode 107 here on Teal Town USA. It's been a hell of a two weeks. Let me just let you know. But do us a favor before we get started here, of course. Remember, find us on social media, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, everything. Teal Town USA. Go find us there. And, of course, hit that subscribe button. And if you ever miss a show, boom, it's there on your favorite podcast platform, on YouTube, and everything always at tealtownusa.com. I'm AJ underscore strong on that social media stuff. And tonight, of course, we have Rocket Backhander. Hey, play pizza, you cowards. Rocket Backhander, how you doing? And one hockey jerk. To those who are just now rejoining the Joe Pavelski fan bus... And now that he's playing well again, uh, how you doing? We missed you. How uh, how was Perpetual Darkness treating you? Who? <laughs> 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 oh! anyway. Fabulous. Uh, Fabulous. Well, remember, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you have the Super Chat option down there during every live show. We certainly appreciate any and all donations when you throw those at us. It's always a nice thing. Uh, so let's go with the first round. Oh, my Lord. We'll start with Philadelphia and Montreal. Philadelphia wins in six. Uh, the story on this one, of course, is Gallagher getting his jaw broken by Niskanen. Nisk gets a one-game suspension. And, of course, the best part being that the TSN guys were saying, oh, it, that, that, that clearly it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I'm listening to NHL Sirius. It wasn't enough. All these people. It wasn't enough that he should have gotten more. It wasn't enough. And it's like... I'm sorry, is this the first time you've ever seen DOPS, like, dole out something? Like, it's always never enough. I'm just saying. Uh, Rocket, did you see the hit? Was it enough? Yeah, the the thing about the suspension system in the NHL is you can't just Rafi Torres a guy right off the bat. If he doesn't have a suspension history, you can't give him, like, eight games. Like you, it just doesn't happen that way. So regardless of whether or not the act itself was enough, the individual player had not yet accrued enough individual egregious penalties in his professional career to warrant what everybody says was enough. Mm. I mean, Jerk Niskanen, he doesn't have, you know, the, the I think his uh, what? What do they call it? Like all the, the egregiousness that Rocket said, like, Everything that had done, I guess, before, like it had, ex- it, you know, what is it? The um, the time ran out, if you will. But Chief still has a rep as being not the cleanest guy on the planet. Matt Niskanen? Yeah. I mean, maybe. But what middle pair defenseman isn't going to cut corners a little bit to get ahead? You know? Um, word blessing. <laughs> I... <laughs> Okay, I'm just ignoring that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, AJ, um, Mr. Strong, I don't know why you're so surprised because you should know by now that once the playoffs start, um, probability of a concussion actually goes down to 50%. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, <laughs> Numbers. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, whip it out. Whip it out. We got their numbers. Not surprised. Not surprised because it's all because it's the playoffs, and for some reason that makes guys less likely to get hurt or less 
hurt when they are hurt. Um, but yeah, also not surprised, like you said, Rocket. Player safety is seldomly uh, correct. So yeah. Well, also, it should be it should be noted too. Uh, Brendan Gallagher, yes, broken jaw, bloody mouth, the whole deal. Uh, he also had in the Pittsburgh series at some point. He also tore part of his hip. So eh. got that going for him too. Dude's going through. I don't know. You you got the Philadelphia coach AV out there talking about uh well you know dude Chief was t- if, if Chief's jaw was uh, broken he was still doing plenty of jabbering for about five or six minutes after everything before they took him off so maybe it didn't bother him that much I don't know that that was just kind of like the story around that series and Philadelphia in six I think I think I had Philadelphia in five I'm not sure but I definitely did. Yeah, so played at well. I was definitely given Price one game, and he did have one game, game and a half. But mm. that's the way that shakes out. Moving on to Tampa and Columbus. Tampa, of course, won this in five. The story on this one, of course, being that game one of this series ended up being the fourth longest in NHL playoff history, coming I think about eight minutes from being in the top three. Uh, so late, in fact, that it pushed the Boston Carolina game one to the following morning, which also went to overtime. Uh, but yeah, to think that Tampa wanted this one bigly after getting swept, or should I say rinsed if we're using jerk vernacular, uh, <laughs> in the playoffs last year. I mean, jerk, did that pretty much go the way we all thought it was going to go? I, I feel like it did. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think Columbus was going to roll over in, in, uh, in five games. I thought for sure it would go at least six. Um, I was kind of having a debate within myself, if you will, like just watching how Columbus played against Toronto and was kind of like, man, if Columbus can just keep doing that, like they might stumble their way to the, to the Stanley cup final. Um, so to see them go down in five kind of surprised because of how well they were playing, but at the same time, Tampa Bay is probably the best team in this tournament besides Vegas and Colorado, so they can't afford to get PPWAC two years in a row. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're right about that. I mean, you think uh, – no, nah, I don't – I'm not going to shit on the Tampa Bay coaching staff. But, uh, I mean, Rocket, you had to believe that after getting swept, after winning the President's Trophy last year, that Tampa might have had just a scotch of a chip on their shoulder and wanting to finish this one in three. I don't know if they even had to dig that deep behind them to find something to want to make them push forward. I I don't I honestly I think that Barkley Goodrow is the the stir that uh, is the straw that stirs Tampa's drink. And yeah, he's the only reason why they're doing so well. <laughs> That's the Goodrow acquisition. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Speaking of getting rinsed, uh, the Islanders took care of the Capitals in five. The Islanders winning the first three in that. uh, Absolutely destroying my bracket. Uh, Sorry, Brendan Dillon, and sorry, Sharks fans, because that draft pick that you wanted this season goes to next season. What are you going to do? I mean, the Caps led in penalties like the entire season, the playoffs. What are you going to do? And, of course, just within a day or so, the Capitals relieve their coach. And it's got to suck, Rocket, when you'd win your division the first two years of your deal being a head coach and still get fired. But say it with me, kids. Regular season doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. We have all seen how much it doesn't matter. 
I anymore I feel like the NHL is just playing musical chairs with the coaching. It's it's two years and then give them the boot and shake it up and see who falls out where. It's the same group of guys though. Yeah. I mean, jerk. It, it felt like this one was over in three. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I you know we kind of did we all chat. underestimate the Islanders? Well, yeah. I don't want. I mean, I the Islanders are a good team. I don't think that is some big surprise. But I think what surprised me more than anything was how quickly the Islanders just handled the Capitals. You know, and I mean. It, it, you can only do so much when your best center and your best defenseman are injured. It's kind of tough. Um, but, you know, I'm not so much surprised the Islanders moved on. I'm surprised at how quickly they moved on. Ah. Okay. <laughs> and now let's go with the controversial series. Boston, Carolina. Boston winning this one in five. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I had the Hurricanes in this one because I was thoroughly... Despite what Boston did during the regular season, I was thoroughly unimpressed with them during the qualifying series. They just seemed like they were going through the motions. And maybe that was the case, is that they were like rope-a-doping everybody. We're like, we don't care if we go from one to four. We're just going to steamroll whoever we get. Uh, game one had the controversial Boston goal in the second period that Rod Brendamore ended up getting fined 25 k for his post-game comments. Uh, the best part of this, of course... I'm listening to the feed, right, of I listen to a little bit of the Carolina feed. I listen to a little bit of the Boston feed. <clears throat> now, if you remember this controversial goal call, it had to do with a hand pass and uh, Mazarek having the puck covered. I, does that sound familiar, Jerk? Sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah, that was pretty much more or less of it. Yeah, so it was the hand pass, and it was like, okay, well, so what is it? Are you guys calling a hand pass? Are you guys calling that he had the, you know, because if you do this, then I'm going to call hand pass. If you do this, I'm going to challenge for goaltender interference. The refs wouldn't give him a, <laughs> they wouldn't give him a call either way. They're like, just pick one and challenge it, which I thought was ridiculous. But the best part was listening to the Carolina guys going, oh, my God. Zarek totally had that. Like, I don't understand how they don't blow the whistle right there. That's that's ridiculous. You have to make that call. And, of course, listening to the Boston guys going, I don't even know why you would blow a whistle right there. Mazeric clearly didn't have control of it or have it covered. <laughs> so it's just like, dude, they're all homers. Yes. They're all homers. All uh, of them. <laughs> so, yeah, shockingly, the analysts from both teams had differing opinions. Yeah, see, but but here's the thing: is the difference in that is that the Hurricanes uh, staff, there's actually some some merit and some uh, unbiased words behind it all. You know, it's not. We'll be talking like, about Jack Edwards in a little bit, but go ahead. Well, that's what I'm saying: is the Carolina guys. Yes, they're obviously pro Carolina. They they work for Fox Sports Carolina, but they're paid by the team. Yes, they're pro Carolina, but they're also pro call it the way it happened yeah mm. i mean that's the that's that's the short version you know <laughs> sure yeah well <clears throat> game two the canes have a goal taken away during a 2-2 tie in the third they ended up winning so of course there was no post game fines for that one uh game three prior to that uh news breaks that tuka rask would opt out and return home 
after actually talking a little smack during the post-game comments for Game 1 and 2 where they asked, you know, how does it feel out there? And Tuca kind of said, yeah, it sucks. You know, no, it doesn't feel like the playoffs. It doesn't feel like hockey. It feels like training camp. Um, okay, that, and that's fine. Go on with your bad self, Tuca. But the problem is when he opted out and returned home, Mike Milbury, who we'll talk about, of course, and the internet broke out the rakes and then, of course, ended up stepping on those rakes and they slammed themselves in the face once they found out why Tuca actually left. Meanwhile, Yaroslav Halak uh, is has no problems. Am I no. wrong? <laughs> not, a, not at all. Not at all. Dude is rolling in it now. I mean, let's let let let's let's go back a little bit. Let's not forget that there was one time when Yaroslav Halak was on Montreal, and there was actually a debate whether to keep him or Carey Price. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. No, not at all. Like, and I'm sure at one point there was a group of Sharks fans who were like, "Can we get Halak?" Because it seems like every time there's a goalie controversy with another team there's a group on, on facebook saying oh i wonder when the sharks can get him i literally saw people talking about trying to get flurry after today's comments but anyway <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later I'll, I'll i'll share we can move on i just want to share a quick word of wisdom from somebody who used to follow me on twitter they're not on twitter anymore unfortunately but this person said <laughs> because they left or because they were kicked off <laughs> uh no they left um, I love this person said they said people's understanding of salary cap space does not rhyme at, does not rise at the same rate as caps salary cap space. So what they're saying is cap space goes up quicker than the understanding of cap space. <laughs> <laughs> you right. I, I always go back to that. <laughs> oh my That's god. That's fair. That's more than fair. Now the controversy around this series. Aside from Brenda Moore getting twenty five thousand for post game comments, is the Boston Bruins play by play guy Jack Edwards uh, said really stupid things. Um, I'll try to give you the quick synopsis, but uh, his take on Twitter was regarding Hurricane star uh, Andre Zvechnikov. This is potentially playoff ending injury in game three. Uh, Sveshnikov had been fighting for position in front of the net with Bruins defenseman Zdeno Chara when he lost his balance, landed in an awkward position, didn't look good for his lower leg. There was immediate concern, and Edwards appeared to indicate that Sveshnikov was partially to blame for the injury, and he said, what NBC hasn't shown yet is regarding the injury to Sveshnikov, the Carolina wing playing hobby horse, riding Chara on the back apron of the goal. Now, he tweeted shortly after, you poke the bear, you take your chances. No one wanted to see Svechnikov hurt, but he bit off more than he could chew. Now, the problem with this is, first off, that's a really stupid take. But secondly, it wasn't Svechnikov that was having the issue back there. It was Sebastian Ajo. <laughs> and even the Carolina Hurricanes official account said, this one should have stayed in the drafts, Jack. Ooh. I've, I've noticed that a lot of... Official a accounts lot, are like getting a lot heated. Of official, <laughs> a, a lot of official accounts have gotten very, very snappy during this return to play. We we can get into it later, but when Vancouver eliminated St. Louis, the Canucks tweeted, "See you later, Bennington." Yeah. <laughs> so people, you know, the team accounts have gotten very snappy in the return to play. Well, who was it that like was it Carolina that like threw up a tweet from a season ago? The Tampa tweet from a season ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carolina totally 
made fun of Tampa Bay apologizing to their fans for getting swept by Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. All right. We move on to the Western side, Vegas and Chicago, Vegas in five, blah, blah, blah. The only real kind of, uh, I don't know, controversy, if you will, patchy, patchy, patches, patchy already. Gets fined twenty five hundred for a slash in the final seconds of an easily decided game. Uh, I mean, Rocket. <laughs> there's there's a decent amount of people. I think I kind of feel like you're a little bit of one of them. That between like Ryan Reeves play and then you see what Patches does, you kind of go, you know, you're not helping your team's reputation in the league for being dirty. I don't know if they have that reputation in the league so much as they do among Sharks fans, but I get your point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, um, they're going to do what they're going to do. And until, until they start getting hit in the pocketbook, they're going to continue to make the big plays on things and influence the game that they, you know, I I don't know how else to say it. Like they're going to do what they're going to (laughs) do. And if they're not actually hurting the team, they're not hurting the team. Well, I I don't know about you, Jerk. This, to me, watching this series was something that made me go, you know what, that that whole qualifying thing sucked. Because it felt like Chicago shouldn't have even been in this. Mm. I mean, uh, I sure. The way that they just got rinsed. Yeah. I'm going to use that for a while, by the way. I, I, I think, if anything, you should be looking at, you know, the Edmonton Oilers shortcomings. Um but I, I, I gotta say, you know, I don't, I, I don't think Chicago is some, you know, boys among, amongst men kind of ragtag team that everybody makes them out to be. I mean that. If, I, I think everybody Chicago, didn't make them out to be that way. Vegas made them out to be that way. Right. But the point, the point that I'm trying to make is that if the Chicago Blackhawks probably had, if the Chicago Blackhawks had one more solid defenseman, somebody. Of like a Brendan Dillon kind of guy, a 2012 Duncan Keith. If you at, will. at the very li- at the very least, they probably push that series to seven. Like very quickly, a lot of people are going to realize the Chicago Blackhawks are pretty solid top to bottom. And I don't, I, I'm not going to say that they're going to rattle off another three cups in the next six years, but I don't think playoffs is some big mystery anymore. I really think they're there. And you know, yeah, they they did kind of get, um, you know, they got bounced by Vegas like a basketball, but they're not a bad team anyway, or, you know, they're, there's a lot of good pieces there. And I think, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. All right. Full disclosure to our listeners. Uh, for the last six years, jerk has also been telling me to watch out for the Arizona coyotes. So full disclosure there when you're Hell yeah. placing your bets. Um, now of course the biggest controversy for this didn't had nothing to do with the series, but it came that Mark Andre Fleury's agent puts out a tweet of an image and you have to sit there and go, yikes, what are you doing? But his own agent <laughs> throws up this graphic with a sword sticking through Fleury's back and it has DeBoer's name on the blade. Wow. I mean, that's not good. Uh, that's, I mean, yeah, not good, but 
nobody should be surprised. I mean, that's very on brand for Alan Walsh. He is always he's always very defensive of his clients. Um, going oh, this kind of ties in a little bit. Solid pull, AJ. Uh, going back to when going back to when Montreal was deciding between Halak and Carey Price. Alan Walsh, who also represents Yaroslav Halak, tweeted out, you know, oh, Carey Price is whatever he said, 10 and 31 this year. Makes you think. Like, that whole deal, you know. Like, he, he's very defensive of his clients, and I commend him for that. That's what you, that's what you paid for. But at the same time, like, like, you can't see it, but I literally just cut myself on how edgy that picture was. <laughs> so. Well. <laughs> The, but the thing is, too, is, you know, during the playoffs so far, you know, Leonard's gone 3-1, and one, Fleury went 1-0. and oh. um, I mean, there is that. Uh, the agent eventually deleted it after Fleury asked him to, but it still was up there for 24 hours. And you're going to tell me that, like, if Fleury really had a problem with it, he wouldn't have, like, texted his agent a scotch sooner and said, hey, pal, you want to bring that down? But either way, this is social media. You can't unring a bell. Everybody's into the habit now of just screenshotting everything they see because people will put something silly up and then try to delete it later as if it never happened, which, again, that's the reason why uh, I'd really like to see Twitter just get rid of the delete option altogether. Because it's like, you know what? When you're stupid in real life, you can't like rewind the clock and delete it and go, oh, that never happened. I wasn't stupid. No, no, no. Own it. You were stupid. Own it. Now, with all that being said, is Flurry the goaltender in Vegas next season, Rocket? Can they afford him? Jerk. Uh, yeah, he's under contract for two more years after this year. It's Robin Leonard who's the pending free agent. But I'm mm. on record. I'm on record as saying Vegas should find a way to keep Robin Leonard. But what if the what if it's a case of you keep Leonard and figure out a team that'll take Flurry? Well, okay. how uh, okay. how does <laughs> I think how does how does Flurry's contract break down? Do you know like is it signing two, bonuses that he makes or it's is it... um it's it's for uh, so two years left so fourteen million dollars total cap hit mm -hmm. but uh, thirteen million dollars total cash so really not that much of a difference I mean <sighs> Peter DeBoer he said uh, to the media and I and I agree with him you know this is this isn't happening because Flurry's bad. It's happening because Leonard is good. And, you know, we, we joking, we joke around and we say it all the time, but honestly, there should be 30 other teams who are lining up to get a crack at Marc-Andre Fleury, because despite the fact that Chief is 35, he's still a very good goalie and he probably should have been in the Vesna conversation last year. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, Rocket, I like the point you made the, the cap hit. It could be a little sus for a 35 year old goalie, but at the same time, it's two years, and he's still shown to be performing at an elite level. So I think that's a gamble you take. I go back to the to the comments that were made when Leonard, like at the deadline, where it's like, uh, look, they have to be nice to, to Subban and say, hey, Malk, you know, you're going to be great somewhere. It's just not going to be here. Just not going to be here. <laughs> and we have an opportunity. We want to try to improve, you know, if, if basically saying if Flurry went down, we don't believe we would get very far in the playoffs. So we're going to solidify this. And so it made it come to be that, yeah, we're going to bring in a guy who has more experience. We're going to solidify it versus we're going to bench you, Flurry. But anyway, it is what it is. And 
as we're live right now, Vegas does have, I believe, a one nothing lead right now Correct. over Vancouver. Uh, so, and Leonard is in fact in net. So we'll see how that. Either way, though, it can't be something that you want floating around your dressing room. You know, they can all I, sit there and say, "Oh, me and Leonard are the best of friends," and blah 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 blah. But there's no controversy, dude. Uh, you know, when you were brought over is, I mean, they basically built the franchise. I mean, wasn't Flurry like essentially like their first pick, like not, not their first pick, but he was picked up in the expansion draft. Yeah. But it was like, he was the one that like actually showed up. I was going to say, yes, at, as somebody who was at the expansion draft, uh, you know, pat myself on the back there. Um, there were a handful of players who were actually in person wearing the golden Knight sweater and Flurry was one of them. Yeah. So, I don't know. Either way, let's move on. Uh, Colorado and Arizona. Uh, this was the one that felt like it was over in three. I hate to say, jerk. Dude, <laughs> over in two. What are you talking about? <laughs> Bye, It was very obvious that after game two, Arizona wanted to go home. Oh, yeah. you right. Yeah. Uh, game one, shots on goal, absurdly lopsided. 40 to 14. The Avs scored three in 90 seconds. Even talk talk it dumped on his own team, probably the most lopsided of the series. Uh, game one, shots on goal, like I said, 40 to 14. The Avs score three in 90 seconds. In game four at one point, the Avs had three goals while the Yotes had three shots on goal. I mean, <laughs> this was Dude, all you all you need was, to say this was playing is this, that this was somebody playing with their food. All you need to say is <laughs> this is all we need to say. Darcy Kemper is God, and Colorado won two games in a row by a score of seven to one. That's all you need to say. Like Darcy Kemper, like whatever, whatever piece of chachka the players pass around in the dressing room after a win, the Coyotes should just give it to Kemper and be like, "Bro, like keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in your bag. <laughs> like don't Hang it like, on the wall." Uh, we are like you should never give us give us this back because we're never gonna play as well as you. Yeah. I, I was now you know me. I'm I'm like team Avs or Pavs, one of the two. So I was fine. But I also think it should be noted Jerk Ooh. extended an offering of a wager that I declined last two weeks ago. I did. I bet you a dollar. <laughs> no, it wasn't a dollar. You just said, would you like to place a wager on this series? Because I was questioning it and I'm going, you know, Arizona, you can, because I keep, I got jerk, you know, beating down my door going, dude, watch out for Arizona. Watch out for the, yotes, my yotes, all this stuff. And I'm going, oh God, you watch, they're going to do something. That's going to And so I didn't fall for the wager. And that was just me being silly. That being said, we might have to put together a wager sometime between now and the end of the series. We'll full, disclo full disclosure, had you taken it, it would have I would have literally bet you a dollar. It would have been very low risk. <laughs> yeah, but oh I gosh. but you know what? I would frame it and it would be sitting right back here. <laughs> Dude, in a nice frame. It would have the date, it would be Colorado versus Arizona. There would it would look nice, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Take uh, down that photo of Barkley Goodrow. He's gone now. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a moment that you can't forget. <laughs> Uh, let's move on. Dallas and Calgary. Dallas took this one in six. This was another one that blew up my bracket. I'm, uh, I don't want to say ashamed to say. There's a few people that took Calgary. Anyway, game two. 
Dallas with a two-goal lead, about eight minutes left in the third. They give up a, sh- a soft shorty. And I'm thinking at that point, you know, Flames won game one. This, this soft shorty, then they allow a power play goal to tie, and I'm like, okay. Uh, I, I was, like, thinking, okay, this this might be over until um, <laughs> until 1920 left. They tie it up, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I think Dallas got this, and then Dallas got shut out in game three, and I'm like, uh, okay, maybe Calgary does have this. Uh, this, to me, was the most compelling series, and probably a little bit because of Pavelski who in game four, which was the pivot for me, gets a hat trick, including a game-tying goal with 12 seconds left, one goal and an assist in that game. Uh, Gurionov with four goals in that game, the first time in NHL history that a team had trailed by three and then led by four. And in that series, Gurionov, eight goals, one assist. Pavelski, four goals, two assists. Miro Heiskanen, three goals, five assists. Johnny Goodrow, two goals, two assists. None of them coming on even strength. Yeah, I mean... How fast does Johnny G get traded? Honestly, I I wouldn't take him. I mean, he's got all... The, he's one of the most skilled players in the league. But you know what? If I'm, if I'm a general manager or a coach, I got no room for, you know, um, no room for crybabies on my bench. Okay. Um, I might have phrased that wrong. How quickly until Johnny G is playing with Tim Heat? Now. <laughs> In Europe. Dude, dude I, th- I think I would win the lottery while getting struck by lightning before that happened. <laughs> wow. But you know what, dude? Uh, I know you said that um, you, you were kind of – not really down with Dallas at the start of the series, but I just for me they weren't scoring for, in the round robin. They looked a little slow. Yeah, but for me, for me, it was never in doubt. A because you had to assume Dallas was going to come alive based on the personnel. But we've shown Calgary they can't get it done in the first round. We, dude, I literally said this two podcasts ago. <laughs> but um, also, what I thought was kind of funny. So game four. Joe Pavelski sets the Dallas Stars record for most goals in a single playoff game. And then game five, Dennis Gurionov sets the Dallas Stars record for most goals in a playoff game. (laughs) Well, you know what, though? I also gave a little bit more to Calgary after getting absolutely embarrassed by Colorado last year. No, I didn't. That's the same team, pretty much. I figured they'd got to have a little bit more. I couldn't, I just couldn't see Johnny G just full disappearing act for two straight series. Like, I figured he had to. He had to know that. Look, if I don't perform here, I, I'm I might not be long for this team. Yay. Eh, maybe, but again, if all uh, friendly tip, if Calgary's playing in the first round, always vote against them. Right, Rocket? <laughs> yes, this is 100 percent correct. It's <laughs> an opportunity to make money, people. That's all I'm saying. Write that down. All right. Um, of note, which Jerk is very happy about, Pavelski Ooh. scored his 54th career postseason goal to surpass one Jeremy Roenick for third most in NHL history among U.S.-born players. Hey, now. And, of course, when we say Jeremy Roenick. Who? Oh! Um, but the goaltending sucked for Cal. Talbot and Riddick, I mean, Big play Dave became what or, or no big save Dave became blown save Dave. I don't know. But how how pissed how pissed off as uh how pissed off as a Flames fan are you if 
the guy the guy who has been your starting goalie all season and has such a cool nickname that they made swag around that nickname. How pissed are you if that guy starts zero games in the playoffs? <laughs> Probably a little pressed. Yeah, that's unless he's got, you know, like um uh, not not chicken pox shingles unless he's got shingles <laughs> he sh- he should be starting damn it can we at least acknowledge that even if you're a calgary fan your team loses this series what came from it were two of the best gifts that will be used between now and the end of time thank you matthew kachuk i just want to oh, thank bless. you so much the i mean this was my favorite until this one out yep <laughs> you know who you know who reacts like that though me your your, your team's future captain that's who mm. like True. i we, we we we've made a lot of money bagging on the flames this year but if they do do a you know uh, how many re words can we use reset retool refresh redo read I know you know words. I had the best rehab words. rehab thank you yeah, rocket that was a new one I heard today you're building around that guy and you're putting the C on his jersey see and it makes me wonder would this series maybe have gone a little longer if he doesn't get injured or I should probably. say sandwiched probably yeah 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 because yeah. he's a pest <laughs> you know but he's a good player but he's still a Dude's a gamer. Yeah, yeah, but he he plays on the edge some games. You're supposed to. If you're not playing on the edge, you're not trying to win. Oh, I don't know. I don't it's, think Pavelski it's, plays it's on the, the edge, and he does some pretty amazing stuff. It's the, it's, the it's it's the game within the game. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, finally, St. Louis and Vancouver. Vancouver wins this one in six to the absolute horror of our friends at Let's Go Blues Radio. Now you know how we feel, guys. <laughs> At least you got one. Uh, Van wins the first two, five, two, four, three. The Blues would win the next two, three, two in overtime, three, one. Uh, Van wins game five, four to three, and game six in an absolute five, one route. Uh, was this the best series of the first round, Rocket? I I have to say, yeah. Like th- th- I really wanted to. Man, I was pushing for the Capitals so hard, but I was very, very disappointed in the outcome of that. And every matchup since then has been sort of like, are they going to be any good? Are they going to not be fun to watch? And this one was probably the most evenly balanced, but uh, surprising for me at least. Uh, what what happened to Bennington? Do you think he was nervous, Jerk? Oh, he was he was <laughs> definitely nervous. Um, you know, I I I mean, it, it says a lot when you go back to Jake Allen, who is just. Ugh. Uh, and and he wins <laughs> and he wins two games. Uh, you know, I I think that says a lot. Um, I I don't think the Blues. I like how Rocket brought up the Capitals. I think the Blues are very similar to the Capitals, where if their big guns are all ready to go, maybe this series is a little bit different. I mean, it, I I do feel bad for Vladimir Tarasenko. I mean, he misses the whole season because his shoulder's banged up, only and goes into the bubble only for the shoulder to get banged up again. Like that just sucks. But I would also like to say, um, it's in because it's it's part of my character description. It has been 338 days since AJ and I did the Pacific Division preview where I said don't sleep on Vancouver. Um, I just want to bring that up. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Um, <laughs> Vancouver has made it to the second round on the shoulders of my friend, JT Miller. 
Um, so I just got to say it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I just felt like I mean the Canucks just had a lot more. And isn't isn't Markstrom like contract year right now? Yep, pending UFA. Oh, 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 oh that's gonna be fun. And <laughs> show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. And then you know Pedersen's gonna get involved. Uh, he's gonna yeah, have... yeah dude. Pedersen, uh, Pedersen, and Quinn Hughes <sighs> uh, are restricted free agent. Or I, I apologize. Pedersen and Quinn Hughes, they're both restricted free agents two years from from now. So Yikes. they got some time, but yeah, but that, that you know. Cap ain't going Canucks. up that fast. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and my one thing about this, especially the the series defining game, you know, or I, I should say series ending game six, uh, one thing that has happened during – this whole with the qualifying round where it was like hockey starting at 10 in the morning and or nine in the morning and ending at 10 at night, which has been fantastic. Um, I've gotten to know a few new announcers that I guess I'm not used to like Kenny Albert. I'm used to him doing like football. Never heard him really do hockey before, or I just wasn't paying attention. And I thought he did a really good job. Uh, Forsland. Oh my God. I never really knew about this guy. And now I'm just like, oh my God, that guy should be like numero uno national dude without a doubt. So would John for, and, and John Forsland, you know, he's, he's been the guy with the hurricanes since they moved to Carolina. Right. Um, but and he's, it's not you know, like I don't know the voices. It's just, I, I'm not watching a lot of Carolina games, right, you know, right. But and he's similar to Randy Hahn, you know, he, you know, moonlighted with NBC Sports Network, you know, did a, you know, maybe a game a week or a game a month or something and obviously called games in the playoffs as well. But, you know, with him leaving the Hurricanes, there were some rumors, there were some rumors that he was going to go to the Lightning's broadcast crew just because their play by play guy is retiring. But to your point, AJ, I mean. You know, I don't want to be crass, but Doc Emmerich is not exactly a spring chicken. Maybe they are grooming the new number one guy. God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Because I learned a couple things when it comes to announcers. First off, uh, and I tweeted this out earlier because it popped into my head earlier when I'm listening to Emmerich do Tampa and Boston, is one of the things, aside from him like screaming all the time, which does get annoying quite quickly, it's the fact that <laughs> during one of the plays... I don't remember who the hell it was, but it was uh, – give me a random Tampa player, jerk. Ryan McDonough. Okay, McDonough. He goes, and it's, there's a shot. McDonough blocks. Oh, he blocked it again. It was like he had just seen a magic trick happen twice in a row, and he still couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And he's yeah. like seven years old. Well, and I, and I tweeted out, you know, I, like, I'm, I, I, I'm not really a fan of Doc Emmerich, but at the same time, I'm not like like I'm not as much of an anti fan as AJ is. You know, like I think I think there are some moments where Doc Emmerich actually does have a a good call. I and I tweeted this. I think there are some moments where he does have a good call. He elicits emotion the way that he intends to, and it, and it sounds good and it sounds organic. But this season, really, even going back to the regular season when there were fans and everybody was in person, it was all normal. Like. He, homie hasn't really in my opinion homie hasn't really had it all year no I don't. it just it sounds and again i don't want to be crass but it, it kind of sounds like 
his age is catching up to him. Yeah. And it happens. It happens. Uh, so, yeah. And then, again, the other thing that I've learned, of course, is that, yes, um, Pierre Maguire continues to get worse year by year. Uh, I mean, dear Lord. I don't care what college someone went to. I mean, that, and that's both Maguire and Doc. Like, I'd be more interested in, like, being reminded, like, where they were taken in the draft versus, like, you know, oh, the product out of, uh, you know. Uh, Massachusetts University. Yeah, or uh, what's, uh, where did Matt, uh, where did Matt Carl go to? It was, like, Denver University or some, something like that? Who who hasn't gone, gone to Denver, but yeah. Yeah, and it was just, like, you know, the, the Denver University, you know, product, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who gives a crap? But Well, it's, like, you use it if it makes sense. Like, you know, if for example, playing in, in Colorado, sure. Either that or I know, <laughs> like, you know, this is this is definitely an out there reference. But so Boston and Tampa Bay played in the playoffs in 2011. Marty San Luis and Tim Thomas were college classmates. Now you're making sense. Yeah. And okay. that, you know, they brought it up and they were boys and they said, oh, they they were the, graduated the same year at whatever college, you know, like if it fits, use it. But I agree if you say, oh, and, you know, all like, you're doing you're is saying, just oh, name dropping. Here comes, yeah, if, you, if you're like, oh, you know, here comes Rob Blake, you know, from Bowling Green University, class of 19. It, like, who cares? Yeah. Like why? It's 2020. I mean, Rob Blake hasn't played in like 10 years, but still, you get my point. It's the, well, it's the idea of like, you know, okay, dude, Pierre, we get it. You read like the prep notes before the game. We get it. And, you know, I'm, I don't know, AJ Rocket. I don't know if you guys watched the game. Um, geez, I, it, there's been so much hockey. I can't even remember what game it was. That's what I'm saying. Um, oh, it was Vancouver, it. Vancouver, St. Louis. Um, game which six. Rocket probably. Rocket was probably listening to Yannick Hansen on the radio, but, uh, <laughs> but I was getting like pissed off that Pierre was stepping all over AJ Malesko's commentary. Dude, yeah. that's, that was the thing that was really pissing me off and Vegas just scored again. That sucks. Um, uh, so that it's a seven game series, it's fine. No, I, cause I, I, you're right. No, I remember uh, tweeting about that as well, going, you know, boy, it should be, be nice if Pierre and uh, Kenny Albert. Now, Kenny Albert wasn't near egregious. You know, he's, he's you know, he's play by play. He's just trying to call the say, game. He, he, he should be talking the most. Yeah. Right. But Pierre so many times kept stepping, stepping on AJ and it was just like, oh, my God. Now I understand the shirts and the memes that say, shut up, Pierre. Like, well, and do you do you remember Kendall Coyne's first game on NBC where he mansplained where the penalty box was? Oh yes, God, yeah, I remember. And that. it's like, uh, okay, um, let's just forget how Kendall Coyne a is a pro hockey player, b is a five time fucking oh jeez gold medalist. Sorry, I'm fired up. It's all you right, know, let, like, let her let her rip. Like you know, it, it's just ugh, it, it's just frustrating because it's like. I mean, you wash, rinse, repeat, you insert any number of names into this narrative and it all fits. But it's like, how are you qualified for the job that you have? Like, I get it. Pierre Maguire coached and he has the experience of being on the ice. But like, when did he coach? He he won a cup with Pittsburgh in ninety one or ninety two. So 30 years ago. Yeah. But, you know, you know, people love people love that. I know, but I th I do think there needs to be kind of like some sort of uh, 
I don't know, threshold where it's like, okay, you, 20 year deal. And after 20 years, we're going to reassess. We, you know, if people don't really like you, we're going to go a different direction. We have a new <laughs> stable of people that we're going to listen to. But uh, yeah, the, it, I think it also proved as well. Like, I don't know if they were like trying to crowbar AJ into that broadcast, but it proved one thing beyond a shadow of a doubt. The idea of the three-man booth, or uh, I'm sorry, let me show respect, three-person booth needs to go away. AJ wasn't, dude, AJ wasn't crowbarred into that broadcast team. AJ, I love AJ Malesko. She's awesome. Like, she's very, my whole big thing, if I'm listening to you talk, you need to be, you need to know what you're talking about, and you need to speak clearly. She does both. I love her. It's Pierre who's been crowbarred into this conversation. And this, it doesn't need to be whole, you know, broadcasters, you know, like a whole, you know, storming of the broadcasters cave here. But, you know, like, I mean, I was certainly skeptical, but how great has Brian Boucher been since he joined NBC? Oh, dude. He's, Homie's awesome. Dude, he's great. Anson Carter's great. Kevin Weeks is great. And, you know, and I'm talking about just two that, you know, guys that are on the networks that aren't necessarily, you know, doing play-by-play and color stuff. But there are well, and some... even even on the panel, Patrick Sharp. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's great. But no, I'm just and I didn't mean <laughs> that they were trying to shoehorn AJ in. I'm just talking about the idea of whenever there's two people already and they try to add the third person, it just feels like they're being crowbarred in. I feel the same way, honestly, when they when they try to do that three man booth with with Randy and Brett and Jamie. It's like you only need Randy and Jamie. Let Brett hang out with Ruzi and we're all good. For well, and for whatever it's worth, um, Kenny, Kenny, and AJ were in the booth, and Pierre was at the ice. So, you know, I, I kind of look at that as Pierre being the third man, personally. But no, again, you, it doesn't matter. You're right, and so he's and that's the whole like thing. The second person. Yeah, he's <laughs> supposed to be the guy that they go to, and like, okay, so l- like they actually call on him like a student. Like Pierre, what are you hearing down by the benches? What are you seeing? Blah blah blah. Okay, great. We'll be back to you in a few minutes. You know, (laughs) know your place, douchebag. Anyway, uh, and then, of course, to kind of wrap up how this whole uh, this whole thing went, uh, the NHL got jokes, yo. The National Hockey League thanks all of their fans for their support during the NHL return to play. Now, I love that fan joke, but we also have tonight's attendance, zero. There was one that I heard about, but I unfortunately didn't get a screen cap of where it would, it said something along the lines of, uh, thank you for watching. Please, you know, leave your couch safely. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had, of course, the game that went five overtimes. So NHL got jokes, yo. Um, this was another one of my favorites. We apologize for <laughs> other plans tonight. Uh, sleep is, in fact, overrated. <laughs> and, of course, is it overtime? Yes. Still, still overtime. overtime. <laughs> so they did have, I mean, I love the fact that they're injecting some, like, personality into this. And it's made watching it fun. Uh, and to be honest, I really haven't minded that there haven't been fans because... I don't have to sit there, you know, if there's a call that could go either way, we don't have to listen to five minutes of, ref, you suck. Uh, When the team's on the power play, you don't have half the play. Shoot! (laughs) 
which of course was an ongoing joke when we heard about all of this. It's like, well, how will the players know when to shoot if the fans aren't there to tell them when? So I've, I mean, has Rocket, has it been much of a difference for you? Like with there being no fans, has it changed like the atmosphere for you watching it? I think it's actually uh, a, a bit of, not a bit, moderately less distracting when they have the tarps over the chairs, you know, you don't even realize that they're there. They just look like big graphic panels. So you don't have this uh, awkward sea of empty seats. Yeah. Or this weird conglomerate of cardboard cutouts of different shapes and <laughs> the weekend at Bernie's guy, you know, all the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I would that love that. Though. Just an that entire was... row of, Whatever that dude's name is. Oh my god. Bernie. 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 That would well, be Bernie. <laughs> you know what I mean? The actual actor's name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my lord. Yeah. No. Yeah. See it... it's funny you bring that up because today one of the San Francisco Giants made like a really, really good play. And the announcer goes, Oh my god, and the cardboard cutouts are on their feet here at the ballpark. <laughs> uh... So eh, they're having a good time with no, that. No, I thought I think it's great also. I, I think you get better sight lines because mm. they don't have to worry about people's heads and things. So a lot of the the camera work and, and just not having to deal with the live studio audience, I guess, is going to be... I'm, we're going to get spoiled by the end of this. And when we finally get to go back to games, like it's going to be so great to go to a game, but it's going to kind of be crummy to watch compared to this, I think. But that's just me. Other people might like the live vibe and stuff. I don't know. What's your take, Jerk? I'm, yeah, enjo- I'm I, enjoying it. Yeah, I'm with Rocket. I, I, I think having no fans, it, pre- it presents a new opportunity. Obviously, new camera angles. You can put microphones in strategic places, you know, that kind of thing. I, I, I think it adds a new, um, a new element to the game presentation. But also, it's a situation where, you know, I'm not, I'm not parking myself on the couch for two and a half hours to you know, hear the fans and see the fans. I want to watch the game. And, you know, I don't care if there's zero fans because that's not who I'm there for, you know. And I'm I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the players um, of the National Predators, I'm sure the reason why they lost is because their fans weren't there to um, recite the, you know, to recite the 11 herbs and spices of the KFC recipe. (laughs) But I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm not there for the fans. I'm there for the game. Oh, all right. So, eleven herbs and spices. <laughs> I want to go to a Preds game and just get a group together and chant that at them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to see it like uh, the, the the old McDonald's commercial. They scored two all beef patty special sauce <laughs> Let lettuce. lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be good. I would dig that. Uh, finally, to wrap up round one, let's find out how the former Sharks did. Uh, like I said, Pavelski had a hat trick, ended up with four goals and two assists. Brendan Dillon, one assist. Barkley Goodrow, one goal, one assist. Justin Braun, who? Nothing. Donskoy, one goal, two assists. Gus Nyquist, one assist. Former Sharks, Demirs, and Nieto, Long Beach native, got on the sheet a couple times as well, but it's been so long since they've worn teal, we kind of weren't paying attention 
Okay, so as we mentioned earlier, with the Capitals out, San Jose gets Washington's third-round pick in the 2021 draft instead of 2020. Again, the Caps have fired their head coach, Todd Reardon, so uh, a few days after that loss. Again, that's got to suck when you win your division twice, but regular season doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) Just days after being eliminated from the NHL postseason by the Canadians, the Penguins announced they will not renew the contracts for assistant coaches Sergei Gonchar, uh, Jacques Martin, is it Jacques Martin or Martin? Because Mar- I've heard Martin. Okay, see, I've heard like four different pronunciations, so I'll give you that. And Mark Recchi. Uh evidently Mike Sullivan, who is still keeping his spot for now. Oh. We'll see. Yeah, I that I don't mean to interject. I know we want to blow through this quickly, but you know, to me, firing the assistants and keeping the head coach that means to me that reads as you know we tossed your boys, so get your ass in gear, or we're tossing you. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that happened, bizarrely enough, since we've been gone, is uh, I think this happened like the day after our last show. The New York Rangers got the first round pick from the lottery. Was anybody surprised about that a major market team won? I wasn't. Uh, but do we really need to have these announcements drawn out for so long? And what's with Bettman confirming the logo on each ping pong ball? Was that like a secret cognitive test for Bettman to make sure like he could still id what teams were which i don't know it was very i think they should have messed with them and put in like a whalers logo <laughs> yes an old thrasher's ball <laughs> I, I i don't i don't have the problem with the whole verification process you know it's it, the whole and you know picking the who's winning the lottery it's very lock and key very serious business so i don't have a problem with all that I just don't think you need the theatrics. Like, do it all behind the scenes and be like, we've confirmed, you know, if well, you want Well, no, proof. they got to do that because then the, the tinfoil hatters are going to be all over the place. I just don't think the, it the, needs the 60 hatters, minutes. The tinfoil hatters are out there anyway because... Oh, here, the balls like, are going to be weighted down. Or the... mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's just like, like how you're saying, like, oh, is anybody surprised that a major market team won? I'm not surprised because... They had the same percentage chance of all the other teams, so I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams won because they all had the same chance. <laughs> no, I yeah, but you know what I'm saying. It's like okay, so what what was it? There were the four that everybody was betting on. It was it was New York, it was Edmonton, it was Toronto, it was Pittsburgh, and then the other teams were what Nashville, Minnesota. Who else? What were the other Florida teams? and Winnipeg? Not exactly major market teams. So yeah, but I I, 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 I get what you're saying. It's I don't just, think there's some conspiracy there. I, I think you've been. I don't think there's a conspiracy either. I just think that it's funny that you know, like again, when I had tweeted it out, I was like, if these four teams get it, it's everybody's going to be uh, NHL's rigged, and if these four, one of these four get it, Nashville, Florida, Winnipeg, Edmund, or uh, what was the other one? Nashville, Winnipeg, Whatever. Florida, Whatever. Minnesota. Minnesota. The NHL's if, still rigged. No, so. no, no. Then, then, it, then we can finally put to get, put to bed that the whole rigging idea. But of course, New York won it, so it's oh, okay. So it does remain rigged, which is so yeah. silly anyway. I know, Any, anybody, I know, but we're having fun with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I personally like to have my fun based on logic. But that's just <laughs> How dare you! Uh, And then after everything that was going on with the qualifying round, there has been a small push from certain Twitter people out there that the NHL should adopt extended play or I'm sorry, expanded playoffs going forward. And I'm just kind of like half the league already makes it. How many more do we need? 
Yeah, no, they just need to get out. They need to pack their shit and get out. Oh, I, like, stop it. Leave it, leave it the way it was. Yeah. Unless, unless you have a situation where like eighth and ninth and tenth place are like identical, then we'll talk. Yeah, but not a regular kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, more stories, of course. Tukarask pops his bubble, bails early. Uh, we talked about it. Internet Milbury piled on until they realized, oh, it had to do with a medical emergency involving his daughter. Hey, here's a quick tip. Maybe shut the fuck up until you know the actual story and all the details. We found that speculation can ruin you when you tweet or say something stupid without knowing what's actually happening. Maybe, some, maybe somebody should. Maybe somebody else should beat Mike Milbury with a loafer. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Um, speaking of Boston, uh, again, we talked about Jack Edwards. What, uh, what an idiot. But back to Mike Milbury. We're also talking about a guy who called the CN Tower the Space Needle on Twitter. Uh, clearly still using a phone from 2004 based on the quality of the picture. Um, and then... The best part, of course, is Mike Milbury caught heat on social media for calling women a distraction. Uh, a couple days later, he would announce he's leaving the bubble because, ironically, he doesn't want to be a distraction. Can this guy just leave broadcasting already? Uh, I mean, it just this is it's not like this is the first time. Look, I'm all for second chances. I'm not a can cancel culture guy, but this guy to me has just had more than enough chances to like not be an idiot and. Honestly, remember, Jeremy Roenick has a lawsuit and it had to do with comments he made about a female. And it's like, I wonder if this helps Roenick's lawsuit if Milbury doesn't get shown the door by NBC. I don't know. Mm. And it, it should, you know, everything I said about Pierre Maguire, you can rinse repeat for Mike Milbury. But, and you know, there's... Um, you know, this is not the first time that Mike Milbury has made a comment um, that is, I guess, poking at the integrity of women, if you will. You know, he, you know, made some comments about the Sedin twins, you know, liking oh, them to a pair, of, a pair of women. Yeah, that one. Um, he also, which I can't believe I missed this one. Um, he compared empty seats in the Toronto at Edmonton arena to being to like being at a women's college hockey game, Ooh. which is just brutal. Like, how are you not fired from that? Yeah, you know, especially because and somebody can correct me. I think NBC broadcasts some women's college hockey. <laughs> well, I could be totally wrong on that, but I, that sounds like something they would get into. Well, it just makes you wonder, like. Like, dude, at the very least, maybe be a little self-effacing, being like, God, it looks like, you know, not a lot of people here. Did everybody think that I was, like, doing a talk or something? Like, be self-effacing? Mm -hmm. No. Dude needs to... Dude's got to go. Um, and then, uh, finally, for that, can we... Can we, What's with the bad 80s songs that we were going to play for winning? We saw the Blues with Gloria... We got Vancouver playing I'm Still Standing. Uh, you got Toronto playing You Make My Dreams. I mean, what, are the Sharks going to go with Jesse's Girl next year? Or I, mean, I love it. It's. <laughs> I just feel like it's... Like I, I would love it if I understood the relation. Like I don't get, I don't get why Gloria took off. I don't understand I'm Still Standing. And the thing that really pisses me off, Vancouver and St. Louis. Vancouver has won the series... You're playing Elton John's I'm Still Standing after every single win. 
the final you're sending the blues home and you don't play Elton John still got the blue or uh, I guess that's why they call it the blues. How do you miss that opportunity? How? Come on. Damn. That's that's like a mega troll. I don't know if if in-house DJs are allowed to troll the other team that hard. But Jerk and I were talking about this not too long ago. Who was it that was doing some mega trolling? Um, in which medium? Oh, I can't re- I remember we were talking about, we're like, dude, that's next level. It might have been the oh, Carolina thing. Yeah, Carolina picking picking on uh, Tampa Bay's tweet apologizing to their fans. Yeah, but, mm. I mean, dude, how long is that sitting in your drafts? <laughs> yeah, but that's different. That's that's the Carolina Hurricanes media person. Right. The yeah. it's not a DJ. Still, yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not. That's not Boss from Streetlight Records, who's there right. getting a stipend. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. Um, so, just real quick before we move on, uh, Vegas versus Vancouver. Uh, who? 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 Are we all going with Vegas? Yep. Rock. I can't. I can't. Just for moral moral purposes. So I'll say Vancouver in seven. All right. Uh, I'm going. I'm not going to say that they're going to get run out of the building. I, despite the score that's on the board right now, <laughs> but I'll say Vegas in six. Ditto. All right. Uh, Colorado and Dallas. Now let's say Dallas won game one, five to three earlier today. However, the Avalanche did lose Grubauer to what seemed to be a really weird injury. It didn't like do. It looked like dude was snipered or something like that i don't know if he ripped a groin muscle or something but his left leg must have stretched out real weird if yeah if if you look at the replay from the net cam it looks like his groin snapped like a rubber band ouch ow yeah so i'm saying before that you know i think i had colorado in six now i'm kind of like you know i'm I, i could potentially go dallas in seven but i can't bet against colorado right now i think they're just nathan fucking mckinnon dude yeah, and I yeah I agree. Colorado's good, and and you know Pavel Francouz, their backup, played really well this year as well. I Colorado's got the personnel to deal with not having their starting goalie. I mean, they did it most of the regular season. So what are you at? Colorado in yeah six or seven. All right, Rocket, same. Uh, this is so Sophie's choice. You're making me pick between. Don's Nieto or Pavelski. <laughs> yeah. Sophie's choice here. Uh, I don't care. I'll, uh, 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 abs and six. All right. Well, in, in a related question, Rocket, let me ask you this. What's your favorite kind of granny apple? Ones that are green or ones that are yellow mixed with blue? Mm, oh, my see? God. Stop. That's, <laughs> I don't care. All right. Uh, Give me yeah. the one that's tart with no soft spots. I think I think it's Colorado. I'm gonna go ahead and say seven. Uh, it's, yeah, my my mind says Colorado. My heart wants Dallas simply for Pavelski. Um, Philly and Islanders. I'm taking Flyers in seven, and that's only because uh, I'm stupid. <laughs> Jerk. Same. Oh really? Okay. Rock. Yeah, I'm going with Philly on this one. Islanders aren't, aren't pushing through with this. Ooh. All right. See, because I'm real on the fence on that. And then finally, Tampa versus Bruins, which on paper seems like it should be a really interesting series. So the Bruins in four. All right. Sure. (laughs) Um, Tampa because they're the better team, but also Tampa because I hate Boston. All right. Cool. I'll, I'll go with Tampa as well because, yeah, fuck those guys. 
Uh, let's move on to shark stuff. We got just a few quick things here. San Jose Hockey Now, our buddy Shang. Learn from a source that the Sharks and Stefan Nason are evidently sharing a mutual interest to negotiate a new deal. Can't imagine okay. that's going to be a bank breaker by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, speaking of which, San Jose Hockey Now, also in recent talk with Kevin LeBanc, talked about how the vibe in the room was not right from the start last season. Said uh, we started getting frustrated at one another. It's hard in the battle of the season's grind. Nothing's going for you. Everybody's pissed at each other, mad at themselves. Um, a lot of people speculating that um, there's a there's a player that used to be in that locker room that isn't there anymore, and that had a lot to do with it. Just saying. Mm. There's also been speculation that LeBanc might be traded. Uh, can Wilson actually do that without ruining his reputation? I mean, why would a player ever make a team-friendly deal with him ever again like that? You know what I mean? Just wait. For... Well, you know, they say you should go to the dentist every six months. <laughs> I feel you. Oh, uh, Elliot Friedman reporting that Joe Thornton will be on Toronto's radar. His family is close by. And perhaps Jumbo is still pissed off about not being traded at the deadline. Shang said, I can tell you that a scout from a team that is still in the playoffs pushed hard for his GM to trade for Thornton at the deadline, but was shot down. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder what that was about. Well, I, I have a feeling I know which team, but for respect of where I heard it from, I'm not going to say it. Uh, same. Same. We'll, we'll talk off air. Uh, <laughs> Tim Heed has signed uh, in Switzerland. Uh, the former San Jose Sharks defenseman is a UFA his Swiss contract only runs through November 15th to leave open the possibility to return to the NHL, evidently anywhere that doesn't have teal in their uniform. <laughs> or a phone number that starts with 408. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Poor guy. Fun, uh, fun, fun fact, Tim Heed is now once again teammates with Mikhail Bodker. Oh, that's... Oh! I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. All right, and... I... Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, That's why it's a fun fact. Yes. <laughs> Real fun. Uh, not 20. Uh, anyway, uh, ground has broken on the new Barracuda Arena. This will impact getting in and out of Solar for America ice, in case you were wondering. There have also been rumors on work, minor work, not don't get crazy, but a little, 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 little bit of facelifting here and there, a, a nip and tuck, if you will, to SAP, but nothing confirmed as of yet. And we move on to some bits and bites. Uh, the man who plays Bailey, the L.A. Kings mascot, is being accused in a lawsuit of sexually harassing a female member of the ice crew, according to a report. Yikes. Um, it makes you wonder, will the Kings, depending on how this plays out, do they replace Bailey like the Avalanche replaced Howler the Yeti when there was some stuff happening there? Um, but I have another idea. Uh, maybe you have all the ice crew members wear appropriate track suits instead of bikini tops and micro skirts. How about that? That that might help slightly. I, I'm not <laughs> saying it's bad to, to wear children's clothes and pose for pictures, but I agree with you that it doesn't need to be part of the game. Yeah, or you put the guys also in micro skirts and crop tops. I'm all for that as well. 
Yeah, uh, especially with the with the Bailey thing. I want to be very careful here, but um, he. This is not the second time the person beneath the mask has been caught up in some stuff. Um, but from what I understand, I think that the investigation is going to be very thorough, just to make sure that everything lines up the way that it's supposed mm, to. I'm not touching any of that. Mm. Uh, days after being ousted from the playoffs, the Calgary Flames have updated all of their social media profile pictures to their retro logo. Go ahead. Whoa. Take, whoa. Take... Is, is it is it April 2019? I feel like I just tweeted that. <laughs> Get, throwing it back to three years ago, AJ, our Flames. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they're throwing it back. The Senators, have, if you've forgotten, have already gone retro. The popularity of the Kachina could quite possibly see the Yotes going retro. Uh, are we going to see other teams throw it back for next season? There's been speculation that every team in the league is getting some sort of maybe not a third jersey, perhaps a fourth jersey for next season. Maybe everybody's going to have a little scotch of retro here and there. Uh, but I think we all know what that means. A cha-ching. <laughs> you right. <laughs> uh, so then finally, um, it wouldn't be a show, guys, unless we talked for a couple hot minutes about the tire, the tire fire that is Fanatics. Um, did a second article that uh, basically points, all, points out all the failures people complaining about delivery times, not getting the right products, returns being an absolute nightmare to do. Um, but the, the fun part about this is that HF boards and Reddit removed a couple of the posts about this, which I thought, I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, and then in doing a little bit of more research, come to find that uh, in April of 2019, Fanatics paid out a uh, settled a lawsuit for over three hundred thousand dollars to settle a racial discrimination suit, and of course, my favorite in any of these types of lawsuits, where it's like we're going to settle this and pay a ridiculous sum of money, but we're not admitting to any wrongdoing. If you did nothing wrong, you'd have nothing to pay for. It's kind it, of the again back to the whole idea of logic. It it, it 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 reminds me of that scene from Trailer Park Boys where uh, Ricky says to Mr. Leahy, I'll pay you $100 to F off. <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent. I mean, I get that, but... Uh, don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's more than a couple people that I would pay $100 to F off. But I try to be nice to Cinder Joe. No kidding. <laughs> I don't know why we pick on him. He's such a nice guy. Um, but anyway, Quartz also posted an article back in April 2019 with Fanatics taking over sports apparel. It says, when an order comes in for uh, an athlete that may not be popular or it's like a brand new draft pick or something like that, uh, that Fanatics has the ability to like take advantage of like viral moments and social media and it can rapidly print any team or player onto one of the blank jerseys kept in their warehouse now of course it's probably uh, a good idea to pick the jersey that the guy actually plays for i'm just throwing that out there uh but then they can overnight it to the customer 
if that's the case, why are there literally hundreds of posts on social media from people asking where their order is? Like ones that they ordered three months ago, five months ago, six months ago. Just wondering. Uh, why did they wait until the very last minute to stock the shark store with all-star merch? Just saying. But to put a nice little cherry on the shit Sunday that is Fanatics, the Arizona Coyotes. How yeah, told Fanatics, fuck you, because <laughs> they are now working with, uh, oh my lord, what's the name of the company? Well, it's not it- Fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give me two seconds. Two, he needs it. two shakes as yeah, Vegas, it's... Vegas goes up for nothing. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, I hope, uh, I hope this is Vancouver, uh, Vegas just getting it out of their system now. Yeah. It's, uh, or the Arizona Coyotes, they've hooked up with, um, oh geez, like, it's legends, legends sports merch or something like that. Yeah. But <laughs> owned he, by fanatics. Uh, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, but Legends is going to be running their merch, their stores, kiosks, and all that. Uh, that's huge. That's huge. It might not seem like it, but the way that Fanatics is trying to get in bed with every league and run everybody's team shops and all that, this is huge. And we'll we'll see if other teams try to follow suit. Uh, Legend Legends Way is the managing company. All right. Well, all I'm saying is. Uh, Put a pin in that one. Put put that in the back of your little memory file. Remember this. We might be talking about this in a couple of years where there's another team that says, oh, you know what? Fanatics was running their shop, and that team said, you know what? We've had enough of you. We've had enough of your horrible product, and you guys giving us a bad rep. Uh, one, one of my funniest uh, tweets that I've seen, and I wish I would have had it up here, um, somebody ordered a 49ers shirt. They said it had been to, through two washes, and they take a picture of it. You you almost can't even make out what the logo was on the front, okay? Yet the Fanatics logo on the collar looks brand new, like it just came off the printing press. And it's like, <laughs> why don't you use the same ink and uh, you know process that you do? <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. <sighs> so anyway... Um, Oh, I missed two things. So anyway, yeah, Mike Milbury, complete idiot, <laughs> uh, to kind of uh, like coming up the rear. ESPN evidently when uh, thought it was going to a shootout when the Blue Jackets and the Lightning went to overtime in game one. ESPN, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just saying. They don't do <laughs> hockey. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But finally... It, it- is there is their mantra still the worldwide leader in sports? <laughs> the worldwide leader in <laughs> something. Uh, and finally, uh, stick taps to Klingberg. Now he's a bad man, no doubt. Recognize the shirt, Joe Exotic Pavelski. I need that shirt, baby. I need it. <laughs> this is the all. The fact I'm that saying. it's on an Adidas shirt, too, right? That kills me. Yeah, it's not some Sponsor. fanatics hunk of crap. Sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> you right. But dude, Damn, I need that shirt. Dude, stick taps to Klingberg. I just thought that was awesome, beautiful, gorgeous, fantastic. I'm sorry I didn't get that's, to that sooner. I thought I had it in the rundown. but You know, and, and that's kind of a, I mean, 
with, with the return to play, one of the one of the things was that for the 2020 playoffs, the dress code was going to be relaxed. And don't get me wrong, I I, right. I like the players. I like the players showing up in their suits. I think they I think it just looks good. It looks good. They look very you know, all business, ready to go. I like the appearance, but I'm not one of these people who's like, if they don't wear a suit, then they're not real men. I'm not one of those fools. But I'm loving the relaxed dress code because you get the team polo and the athletic pants, and that's all well and good, but Joe Exotic, I mean, ho, baby. <laughs> Dude, I mean, exactly. See, when you can put it, when you can wrap it around something that has to do with the team, then I think, then, yeah, then you, you, uh, relax the dress code a little bit because what was it like minnesota said something like here you can wear a green polo a red polo or this white polo yeah you know it's like oh. which you, and uh-huh. you know what i and, and what how I did think you guys is, do <laughs> and i think i think toronto kind of met went in the middle a little bit because you know toronto did the same thing where like toronto wanted like they wanted their players to to do like to at least wear a polo to the rink which I think you can live with that. Um, but what was really cool is the Maple Leafs actually shelled out the cash for like personalized rinkside gear. Okay, well, which is cool. Yeah, you know they they gave him a they gave him a, like a um, Casimir Cascasulo, who's one of the Maple the Toronto Marlies goalies. He's been doing YouTube vlogs, and he kind of showed off his bag. And there was like a couple polos, a couple masks, some pants, the duffel bag itself. So a really cool little care package. Oh, nice. I got it. I got it. Okay, did that's, they, that's yeah. neat. Did they get David Ayers a personalized Zamboni? Ha ha ha. Oh, is that guy still relevant? Sorry, I wasn't caring. F <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we try to make it a tight 45. It always runs 30 long. So 30. 30. Yeah. 30 yeah. plus 45 is hour 15, which is about right where we're at. Sure. Okay. Right? We got sure. their numbers. All right. So we recently spoke with Sonia Tydinko from NBCSM Bay Area and, of course, Shark's Twitter mission. She had some fun stories about just what goes into game day prep, uh, working with Brody and Brownie and other things that happen behind the scenes, if you will. And if you want to go listen to that, uh, it's on YouTube. It's on all our uh, podcast platforms. Uh, Let's just say that Sonia and I are working on a prank for Brody. So if you want to find out, go check that out. Should be cool. Uh, we also oh, recently talked to uh, Rob Zettler and John Scott. Some recent articles about the, uh, again, the equipment sale, stuff about Fanatics. Go check out tealtownusa.com. Other than that, uh, we're going to get out of here in two shakes, but we will be back once round the first Sunday after the final game of round two happens. Look for us. Look for the tweet. Again, follow us on all the social media, if you will. Hit the subscribe button, please. Tell a friend. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. It's all good. Remember, if you miss a show, find it on YouTube or a podcast platform of your choice. With that, Rocket, where can the people find you on social media? Good evening, everyone. My name is Rocket Backhand. You can find me hanging out on social media over on the Twitter uh, capital R, capital B, little Ackhander76. That's R Backhander76 on Twitter. Or you can check out my photographs of, you know, perusing around the country, living in different time zones, doing the damn thing. That's uh, Rocket Backhander, one word, 
all lowercase over on Instagram. That's it. AJ? Jerkman. All right, so if you go over to the Kentucky Fried Chicken Twitter account, you'll see that they are following. You'll see that they are. <laughs> you go to the Kentucky Fried Chicken Twitter account, you'll see that they're following 11 people. It's the five Spice Girls and six people named Herb. 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> if that's not numbers, if that's not fourth dimensional twittering, I don't know what is. Um, Wait, is that if, true? Yeah, hundred percent. Twitter.com slash KFC slash following. Do it right now, everybody. Oh, that's fucking great. Uh, so I'll vamp a little bit while you all do that Twitter that internet search. Um, if you like Kentucky Fried Chicken, and even if you don't, that's fine. Um, follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. Uh, just because there's not fourteen hours of hockey every day doesn't mean we're gonna stop talking about it. For some reason, uh, so <laughs> just kidding. So you're gonna want to be there because there's gonna be a lot of good stuff going on. You know, chatting it up. We'll be making fun of each other, all the usual stuff, riff raffing, and you know, spitting game, all that good stuff. Uh, hockey underscore jerk. And I just want to say as well, if you at all are affected or afflicted by all the <laughs> wildfires going on in California, we're we're thinking about all of you, and we hoping you're safe. Why? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so AJ underscore strong on all the social media since our last show, since episode 106. Let me see. Um, God, what's it been? Uh, like days of 100 degree weather. Uh, let me see. You can't go outside because you'll choke on smoke. Uh, bizarre lightning storms in summertime. Uh, let's see. And then, oh, yeah, there was an earthquake last Tuesday. So it's just kind of like. Yeah, it's like two things. First off, whoever pissed off Mother Nature, go and apologize. Or number two, you know what? Just end it already. 2020, just, it's you know. Or wouldn't it be great if all of this really, really just literally ended on November 3rd? Think about what happens on November 3rd, people. That's all I'm saying. But if it just happened to end that day, that would be great. Uh, so, anywho. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back at you with episode 108. Uh, again, after round two, I want to thank everybody who watched and didn't donate a single dime tonight using the Super Chat. <laughs> Just being a clown. But uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in. We will catch you all after round two. That sounds good, right? Sure. I, I feel like sure. it's good. I mean, we, d we don't want to come back after like round one and a half, right? Yeah, no. It has to be after two. Wait, two comes after one? I think so. Does, we got doesn't their it? numbers? <laughs>